Today is June 8th, 2020. This is Jaded, and we're going to start with an introduction from Nick. This is Jaded. I am Jody. This is Nick. Hi. And Nick, was that a song that has a name that we can give credit to, or just no, a melody no, it's just uh, I was just jamming. Okay. Uh, I said it at the beginning, but I got to say it again. Today is June eighth, twenty twenty. We are here at Nick's house, and I just had a phone call with my third son. And I placed him on speaker with Nick in the room to listen. I, I listened to the whole conversation. And I, I want to start by prefacing this with, I did a podcast earlier regarding my son. And at that time, I had less information than I do now. And I blamed his girlfriend for most of the bullshit that's been going on for his domestic violence charge, for his restraining order charge. I thought she was a monster. I described her hitting my son in front of me. I described her, you know, doing everything she could to tear me down emotionally, verbally. And then I bailed my son out of jail and learned the other half of the story. Or what is that? The, the Oh, come on. Paul Harvey, the rest of the story. The rest of the story. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And come to find out, um, my son is kind of a monster, too. Um, Yeah. So it's it's gotten to the point where my son has a domestic violence charge out um, against his girlfriend, baby mama, because he busted out the window of the car that they collectively own. A few weeks after this charge, he went with the mother-in-law, her mother, to go pick up car seats from her where she was drunk at a guy friend's residence and they needed the car seats so that they could transport the kids. My son was not supposed to be there. Cops came. My son was arrested. So my son called me, asked me to bail him out. I, at the time, had not spoken to his father in four years. Four years. Now, I will say... That's a long time. It's a very long time. And I have to give credit to my ex in that in times of what I feel are panic, stress, and drama, he keeps a cool, level head. Not affected, not emotionally upside down. Like, I am not panicked and scared out of their minds. And he has a kind of uh, voice of reason occasionally. And recently... I spoke to him. I showed up. I'm trying to remember who I was talking to when I explained this, but I said, I showed up at his work unannounced. Oh, it was your daughter, Luna. I showed up at his work unannounced. 
He has cut me off from every social media outlet possible for at least the last four years. He's had me blocked on his phone. That, that this is your ex, right? And my children's dad, yes. Right. So I don't have another avenue to get in touch with him except this. But as my friend Luna said to me when I told her, psycho. And I said, you think it was psycho? Well, yeah, you showed up at his work like a psycho. Okay, maybe. But my intentions were not psychotic. We have a son. Our, our second son, Kyler, is getting married. You have four children together. We have four children together. And we haven't spoken in four years. And one of our children is getting married in August. And the last thing I want is for that son, who is celebrating what should be the most joyous day of his life so far, is to have two parents who refuse to speak to each other or who cannot be around each other or who cause contention that distracts. you, You took the initiative to remedy this, right? I took the initiative to begin. Right. Yes, mending this. So I did. I showed up at his work. They had signs all around. We are closed due to COVID. Nobody's allowed inside. I have a mask on when I go, but I say to the guy who answers the door, I am Marcos's ex-wife. Can you please let him know that I'm here? And I'll tell you, I waited. And I waited, kind of, and it was raining outside, right? And I was under a little thing and waited. And I kept thinking, he's going to send someone to tell me to, to, to go home. That he's not going to talk to me. That waited, waited. And finally, someone came to get me and said, follow me. And there was Marcos. Interesting. And Marcos, and, and he, he opened the door to a conference room. I wonder if it was soundproof. Maybe that's why. (laughs) But he opened the door to the conference room. We went in there. We sat down. We talked. First time in four years. Four years. By the time we both, like I had my phone in my purse, out of sight, out of mind, like I was trying to focus on what I was there to achieve, which was establish communication once again. I had nothing more grand than that. Nothing evil, nothing, just can we just do this for our son, for his wedding, can we, and my opening line was, our children are the best thing that I've ever done with my life. And I feel like it is broken and falling apart. And I would like us to be able to mend things, to communicate, to be able to be at least civil towards each other, to see if maybe we can bring the family that we created back to feeling like a family. (coughs) So, as I said, that went over fairly well. How many hours Um, did you speak? Oh, okay. So Marcos was getting, you know, buzzes on his phone, blah, 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 every now and then, but he'd look at it, flip it over, and at one point he goes... Oh my gosh, I've got to go. And I'm like, okay, so we quickly wrap things up. Um, he leads me out, you know, it it went great. And as I'm walking After my, two hours? Uh, as I'm walking to my car, I look at my phone, I'd been there almost four hours. Four hours? Almost four hours. Talking with it him. It didn't feel like that, but at the same time, it didn't feel like we nearly touched the stuff that we actually need to talk about. Like it was still surface, you know? And but he met with you. He met with me. And one of the things he said was, you know, it's not like we're going to be like best friends now. Yeah. <laughs> like he had to warn me, right? 
Yeah. And I said, no, and I'm not going to, like, call you every day. I still don't know that he has unblocked me on his phone. I said, but I feel encouragement because you did talk to me. You know? Okay. So we talked about a couple different things, and one of the things we discussed was Colby. Because what's going on with Colby absolutely triggers me. Would you agree? Yes, I would. He's very troubled. But what about his actions do you think triggers me? Um, I think that, um... <laughs> Did that visual help? Maybe we need uh, to be on video. The, all right. The Him domestic, beating up his girlfriend. Domestic violence stuff. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely triggers yeah. me. Puts me in a place where I feel fear and constant anxiety over their situation. Why is that uh, with the domestic violence? Why, why do you have that trigger? Because I grew up in a home where... I suffered domestic violence where I saw my father not Your father only, beat on you? My father hit me. He hit my sisters, my brother. He hit my mother. Okay, so... All of those are triggering And Kobe is beating on his girlfriend. Okay, well, that is one of the things that I need... That I, that I was grateful to have Marcos to discuss with. Because okay. in my head, Kobe told me about maybe five incidences. Five. Okay, on my hands, fingers five. But we're talking about two years worth of time together between him and Savannah, right? Yeah. So he tells me five horrible incidences, and in my head, that shit's going on every day. Yeah. Constant. It is. Like ridiculous yeah. mental, physical, yeah. emotional abuse. Yeah. And I get triggered. Yeah. Now hearing Marcos repeat it, regurgitate it, say it from his point of view... Okay, so one day, yeah, he got pissed and spit on her, okay? No, I, I, I don't know. Marcos and I would do stupid Did Marcos stuff. beat you? No, Marcos, did, he didn't beat me, but he would hit me or shove me or... Well, he hits you, that's... But, it, but that's not the... My point is, when talking to Marcos, I realized that those five incidences are not going on every day, all the time. That it happened then, and this was two adults that decided what to do about it, which was okay. nothing. Right. And then this time, oh yeah, that happened. I can't even tell you the times Marcos and I were shitty to each other. But if I were to lay them out for folks, they might seem horrible too. But they were one day, we are adults. In a lifetime, in a lifetime, one day. Even in two years. And, and it just helped me get out of that doom where I was sitting because I was thinking, my son is a monster. This girl is a helpless victim. The children are definitely helpless victims. And freaking out about it constantly. Okay. But all right. So he was more laid back, and he, he said, is, "Always." And he said, "All right. This is just." All right. I I said, "Do you know all that right. he is hitting that little girl?" Yeah. And he just nodded. She's like, "Yeah." And it was, but that in itself, he's not hitting her every day. Yeah. He's not ritualistically choking her out to see if she breathes again. Right, right. right. You know? Yeah, he, okay. So it's one day... And um, considering the time she probably has hit him, like, it, perspective. That's what Marcos helped me see. Perspective. All right, all right. You got some... All right. And one of the things we discussed was when he wanted to get bailed out. And Marcos told me that he was kind of ready for that call. And he was just going to say, son, you know what? I'm going to let you tough it out. You know, he's not anywhere unsafe. He's not, he's got, you know, other police officers around. He's got, and you know, he's fucking 21 and he's a, he's a grown man. So, you know, sometimes you got to fight for yourself. But you bailed him out. 
but I bailed him out because I was triggered again. I heard him crying on the other end, begging to get out. And I remember being that person begging to get out. Please just get me out of here. And so I did what I hoped someone would have done for me back then. And I bailed him out. Thought I was saving him from... And looking back, <coughs> if I had had even five minutes to discuss with Marcos, I would have left his ass in there. Absolutely. But as I told Marcos, I've had no one. I've had no one to discuss right. my children right, with. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You have not been co-parenting. At all. <laughs> At all. At all. And, and, he and I, don't, I don't give a shit what you say. I don't care how old your kids are. You still are parents. You are still parents. There yeah. is still that connection. Yeah, you're still parents, and you still have to co-parent. And I don't give a shit if they're 50 years old. You still have to co-parent, okay? Yes. I, I find that with my daughters, all right? They're 45, 44 years old. I still have to co-parent them, and they look to me for guidance. Their you're mother's, co-parenting with their dead mother? Yeah, their dead mom. I'm co-parenting with their dead mother, you know? Okay. I mean, up until the time Yolanda passed, I guess. Right, she lives. Well, she even lives, now, still, uh, she, I think you she, she still in, no, she lives compete in the with her with her memory. I still think. Well, that yeah, they, they have, still they, they have an idealized version of their mother. Okay, who was never around, who never took care of them, who you know when she had a chance to take care of them, uh, she was narcissistically going off and and, and uh, you know being with other men or whatever, you know, she never, ever, ever, ever co-parented. And that is a shame. I do have to ask you, though, because you just brought up the narcissistic thing, and I once initially pegged Savannah as being narcissistic. Is that a narcissistic behavior for her to fight with my son and then to go out and get laid by another man? Is that what you were um, calling narcissistic? Well, or what well, were you? Uh, well uh, no. I think that when your uh, needs are more important than more more important than the needs of the relationship or the needs of your children, if your needs are more important, you are acting narcissistic. Okay, so then I, I then I was not off at all. No. She is being narcissistic. Yeah. Yeah. Colby says that when they fight or when something happens that doesn't go her way, she just takes off. Yeah, but she just leaves. But she can't we, handle it. Gotta go. We have to understand that she she is not. Uh, she didn't just become like that. No. This has been happening since she was a child. This happens from the time she was a little girl all the way up to where she is now. Well, I think it started at some point due to some trauma, don't you? Or do you think it was born? It doesn't have to be a trauma. It has to be. Uh, it could be neglect. Yeah, no father in your life. No father in your life. That could maybe. Yeah, that's enough. And okay. her and my my ex wife's uh, father was uh, you know he abused her you know he sexually abused so, her. So so is would this summary be accurate with her absent father? The need for her to constantly have a man there is she's trying to she's trying to. Uh, it him. could be, I think, but you know, also, uh, I mean. There's something that she finds familiar with Kobe that keeps her attached. Yeah, it's called Luna, my granddaughter. All right. But but no, her, it's more than that. It's, what her mother says to Kobe, what her mother, her mother says to Kobe is Savannah will never be without a man. No. Even if she's with you, she will never be without no, a man. No, she needs that. She needs That's that not attention. missing daddy trying to fill that? Of course it is. And, and 
you know, I, I, you, uh, there's no cure for that. <laughs> what about self-awareness? Self-awareness might be a cure. I mean, it might help at least. I mean, uh, but maybe she needs to be alone for like five years. You know. But girls that age, I mean, what is she, 20-some years old? I mean, 22. Yeah. I Nick, mean, she, has, she has the Twitter pages and the Instagram pages where you pay to see more. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but okay. Yes, you do. You pay to see more pictures. So suicide girls? New, shall we go there? Suicide girls? You paid more for what? Yeah, all right. What? What did you pay more for? I think, Access uh, no, to I, I, I guess private, I, no. dirty photos, kind of? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, uh, she uh, has that option. filthy, uh, goddamn naked photos of 20 to 30-year-old girls. Well, apparently, if you pick the right page, you can pay to see my daughter-in-law. Okay. What does right. that have to say no, about... No, that, that's... What does that have uh, to say about narcissism she and... She wants to be... Um, have she wants to be adored and have attention. Even uh, though Colby's giving her all of this desperate no, attention, twenty four no, hours a day yeah, stuff. But that's enough. You know how much how boring that is when yes. somebody's like uh, like adoring it's too you. Much. It's heavy. Uh, I don't like people adoring me because it makes me want to push them away. Except that when you're posting naked pictures of yourself and people are paying to adore you, that kind yeah, of adoration you, you is okay. You know what you got? You got uh, you got old Frank uh, next door here who's seventy years old who's fucking uh, lusting over your photo. No, that's not the right thing. I well, mean, then, but that's what she. I got embarrassed by the suicide girls thing. Okay, yeah, we don't we don't have to put them on blast. I'm just you saying, got embarrassed. I got embarrassed. Yeah, I mean, these girls are, are. I'm trying to get into the psyche of my daughter-in-law, who is yeah, well, one she, of those uh, well, that I didn't yeah, know but about. She's also twenty-something years old. Okay, so is that just it? Just you. You remember yourself when you were twenty years old? You remember yourself? Yeah, I, I was pregnant. My, yeah, I remember myself when I was twenty years old, twenty-five years old, and you know, I was fucking. I was hot. pregnant until I, I was twenty-six. Yeah, much. but I was hot to trot. I mean, I, I just I was I very was attracted. Well, you're a guy. You have testosterone in your You body. were hot, too. Why, don't you think it would be opposite between my son and his girl? Or why is she hypersexualized? Hypersexual. Because she's 25 years old. She's 22. 22. She has two oh, babies. Most yeah. women with two babies yeah, have no she, sex she drive. Nick, most women with two babies, if like me, have yeah. no sex drive. If they're normal. Uh, well, I wasn't normal. I bet you had sex drive. I mean, you were doing all kinds of fucking shit. Oh my! Was I really? Please tell I me what know. was were, I doing? What were you sitting at home nursing? Depends on the baby, but I was definitely working. You know, I agree. I, I mean, you were you were a good mom. I think I didn't get hypersexualized, or I didn't even explore my own sexuality until after I divorced Marcos. Hmm. Got to put this on pause real quick. Hold on, guys. Thanks for holding, guys. We're back. Uh, we were discussing Colby and Savannah and narcissism and uh, maybe identifying who is what. And I guess I'm kind of past that now. Well, the, so, question, is, the question is, is every 22-year-old, 23-year-old narcissistic? See, and before the term <coughs> narcissism came into my vocabulary, I would say, yes, they were selfish. But narcissism is a bit deeper, don't you think? Or is it just a fancy new brand for being selfish? Self-centered? Yes. Doesn't narcissism indicate all right, a all right, deeper, all right, darker... Uh, let me tell you, you know, 
let's let it's let's more com- it's that. more complex than that. Okay. Okay. Um, if you're attractive and you're 23 years old, all right. What if you don't know you're attractive? But go ahead. No, I I think that most people who are attractive. My son is fucking handsome as shit, but I'll tell you, he doesn't think he all is. All right. Yeah. I have to tell you. All right. So. Yeah, I can relate to that because I did not feel I was attractive, okay? When I was that age, 25, you know, around there. I was attractive, mm-hmm. okay? But I didn't think I was attractive. Okay. Right? And um, so does that make me self-centered? I, no. no. No, 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 no. That, that, that doesn't. doesn't. That's not a qualifying factor. No. Could you have still been self-centered even though you didn't think you were attractive? Uh... You know what, over... Let's talk about where you were at that age of your life. All right, 20... Were you serving in the U.S. Army? No. Were you serving your country? No. So what were you doing? Um, Who were you serving? Um, I was traveling around uh, Europe and Asia and... Serving ha- who? Having affairs, serving myself. Okay. 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 Does that make you a narcissist? Um, or does it just mean that you have self-preservation? No, it may, it makes me uh, uh, it, it made me uh, a young man who was um, virile and um, really uh, wanting to um, do the biological thing of spreading my seed around. Okay. And you don't think any of the soldiers that enlisted because that was their responsibility and duty? No, they got drafted. All of my friends got. Yes, drafted. but that's still as getting drafted. It is your responsibility and duty. To do that. Well, if I had been... You don't think they were viral and wanted to spread their seed? Of course they did, and they probably did in Vietnam. Very possible. All right. So what's the difference between you and them? No difference. A big difference. Well, they they faced their fucking death, okay? They went You masterminded your way out of that. I masterminded my way out of that. You look at me and you were like, wow, that's devious. That's a kettle calling the pot black. I'm not calling you black at your kettle. Kettle, you, come on now. I, don't make this a racist thing. You no. say to me occasionally, when I find a way to get around, say, a law or a guideline, I find a way to get around it, and you're like, boy, that's so devious. Blah, blah, blah. But you, you found a way to get away from the draft. Of course I did. Okay, so that's what I mean. The pot calling the kettle black, like, you're calling me devious, but you did the ultimate devious, smart, intellectual escape from something you didn't want to be a part of, basically. You didn't want to die. You didn't want to die. I didn't want to die like my friends died. How many friends did you lose? Four. How many would you say out of? Four out of? Four out of 30. Okay. That's actually kind of small for Vietnam, isn't it? Like uh, I, four I guys? I mean, out of... Out of 30? I thought it was more like 15 out of 30 or higher. No, like. no. I, I lost four friends who I had gone to high school with and who I had worked with at a restaurant, local restaurant. Uh, one guy out of, uh, you know, uh, Ron Renke. I mean, he, he was a medic, all right? And he didn't want to carry a firearm, you know? He was a pacifist. And he was over there, he was a medic, and he went to rescue a guy, right? Mm-hmm. And um, 
stepped on one of these holes where they had the bamboo shoots, you know, the, the, yeah. and they went up into his leg, right? And um, he was taken in and he was sent back out after he... Re- they, you know, with that stuff in his leg or No, they, they, cured, they, they bandaged him up, right, patched him up. Okay. And then he went back into combat and he was... Um, uh, shot while trying to rescue another guy as a medic. And he was unarmed? He's oh. unarmed. Yikes. And they, they, they saw that he was a medic and they chopped him up. Because they didn't want him saving Because right. yeah, he's a medic. Well, that, is, a, that is kind of a target right. on your back. Yeah, yeah. and yes. I was like good friends with his mom. And, and did and this happen before you went or while you This was before I left. Okay, so yeah. he was I older was like than you? I was like 16, He was 17. older than you? Yeah, he was older than so he went before you and Yeah, you, you and he came that. back, and, and I, I was good friends with his mom. His mom was, like, totally crushed. You can imagine what would happen if Kettner got chopped up. I mean, you know. Any of on. my children, yeah. obviously. Yeah, any of your children, right? Um, and so, you know, it affected me profoundly, and, and it, it affected me. I said, why the fuck did, did he die? Why did he fucking die? Ron Renke, you know right? Uh, my neighbor, my my, you know, a good friend, a cook at the restaurant, you know, whatever he was, you know, a nice guy, you know, right. never had a wife, never had a family, never had kids, Isn't never never had way? a chance, never had a chance to do nothing, you know. Isn't it better that way? But he died because the fucking United States wanted oil rights in the fucking Gulf of Tonkin. Okay. It couldn't be that he died defending your freedom. We lost the war. Is. There's no free. We're not. We're not threatened you don't by think Vietnam. That we are disposable to fight for all of the rights that we have. No, we're disposable, based on the government politicians who have, you know, investments in oil, as an example. So we're going to fight not for communism. That's the excuse, but we're gonna fight for fucking oil in the Gulf of Tonkin because we want the rights of the oil, because we're we have investments in that oil. It's not because young did, men. Did, did the oil benefit the United States? No. Ultimately, no. And ultimately, we lost the war, and fifty-five thousand guys. Fifty-five. Right? No, no, it wasn't. Fifty-five thousand guys. Uh, like my, the Persian uh, Gulf. That was not yeah. our war. I mean, shit. How many, 55,000 young men died. That's a small town here in Colorado. Yeah. Whatever. 55,000. Okay. I I know it's not as big as World War II or anything like that, but still. So, So, I know that this is maybe very wide and broad, but had that particular experience not happened to you, uh-huh. do you suppose that you would have willingly signed up? No. Well, see, that, and that's hard to say because you were affected by it, so you can't be unbiased. No, I was not. I was, I was, uh, um, I was uh, a hippie, a peace You felt no guy. responsibility to your government? None? If there was a fair reason, if, if there was an enemy that came to attack my family and you, or I felt that that was a threat, I would have signed up. Absolutely. 
I was brought up by a father who who was. But you left not knowing what may happen. I mean, I know in your head you were like the war is over here, but you still abandoned. But you don't you don't remember what it was like back then. I mean, the protests. I have no idea what it was like. The protests in the streets against the Vietnam War. Like the ones we're having right now against for Black Lives. Yeah, right. But they were the same thing. But it was, you know, uh, against the Vietnam War. Why are we there? What the fuck are we doing there? You know. We were like boy, that with W, right? Boys, with W trying to pull our guys out of Saudi and our, shit like that, yeah, right? Yeah, our boys are fucking dying. Bring them well, home. Why are they dying? You know? It was it was serious shit. But don't you think that to be the most uh, influential um, country, the, whatever we are, does it not... We can't just defend our borders... Like, being as great as we are, that means that we are reaching out and helping smaller... Uh, we don't do that without a benefit. There's always a benefit. The well, benefit, absolutely. The benefit here was we had control of the Gulf of Tonkin oil. Gulf of Tonkin? Yeah. Is that a real thing, Gulf of Tonkin? Yes, it is. Over by Vietnam, the whole fucking seabed is full of, full of oil, Okay. We had congressmen and senators and th- who were invested in that, okay? Do you suppose we sell people over there? But there's probably people who were... Uh, I mean, military, that they there. haven't actually... Oh, the, no. They say they pulled everybody, but they didn't... No, it's a total communist country right now. It's just like way... No. So no. you think we're just way out? Yeah, we're out of the sea. But they won. And you know why? How did they win? What do you mean by they won? They won because they were, they were right. But how did they win? Did they kill more of us when than we, we won left? The, when we or? won the Second World War, we won it because we were right. You know, I don't think you win a war by being right. A war is about manpower. It can be. Lives and no, deaths. but you know what? When do they stop fighting and go, oh, you know what, those you're right. Be, those, we'll stop fighting, no, you're no, right. No. So that can't really be how it ended, because they were right. There were people in Vietnam who... who uh, uh, wanted to be democratic, okay? And there were a larger proportion of Vietnamese who wanted to go along with the um, with the communist government because they, they were able the to eat. They eat every day, <laughs> right? Okay. All um, right? I mean, there, there's a lot of... It's a complex issue. But what made us pull out or... Oh, because... What? Well, because... Uh, or, or the, the they... North, no, the North Vietnamese came in and took over Saigon, all right? They came in, and that's where... Oh, that was our, us? That was our last... Oh. Yeah, basically, we had to fucking get out of there. We once. had to surrender and leave? Yeah. See, I'm not a history buff, obviously. Yeah. But, yeah. so that, in itself, just kind of justified your entire seven years, or however many My, years you Well, yeah, I left. I left the country because I wanted to register for the draft overseas, and that way I wouldn't get and drafted. And when we lost, you were like, this is why yeah, I, I left. Yeah, right. That is why... Because, you know, my, my father might call you a deserter. Yes, I know. A lot of people <laughs> might call me a deserter. Only I think a deserter, you'd be a drafter. A deserter is someone who signs up, goes, and then... Deserts. Ghosts. But you... I left at 17 years old. You contrived a, a an elaborate plan that could <coughs> fully be justified, but that fell through. But in the end, you were... Selfish. I was legally. I, I you legally. You were selfish. Yes. Well, I didn't have the grades to get a deferment. Okay, from the draft. Okay. So I would have been drafted. 
No matter what. You could be a decorated soldier by now. Decorated sergeant. Yeah, I, could decorated. I could be dead right now, uh, having died for the politicians' fucking greed. <laughs> you know? And not talking to you right now. Well, or, or you could be a master sergeant, decorated to the hilt, who's run the whatever division of the academy for the last 20 years. Like, you're like... You don't know that you'd be dead. Yeah. You don't know that you'd well, be dead. Well, I don't know that, but I wasn't going to fucking end up with my four friends. That was enough. I mean, four you friends. You wanted to be like right, the other right. 26. I, I grew up in a small town. Four yes. friends is a lot of fucking Four people. friends out of 30. Yeah. Four friends is a lot of people. It and they're dead. Is. And they're real dead. And I'm friends with their brothers and sisters. And I appreciate that they gave their life... For the corrupt government that still right guarantees I mean, my it's freedom. No, it's no different than having this uh, the black guy who was choked the other day. I mean, for the for what? Wait, you wait, don't. Wait, know, I don't know why Nick, these that guys. That was very I, different. Don't I don't know. I don't know why these guys died any more than I know though why he died. Wait. Yes, we do. Why? Why did he die? He died because <sighs> the man who killed him had too much power. That was not. Monitored, he he was bigger than his britches. He had other deaths on his record. Nick, why Did is you know that, that any different than Richard Nixon or Johnson? What? what? Richard why is Nixon, it any different Johnson? than any of the politicians who had investments in, in the oil sending boys because over to kill? Because this man literally put his knee. Well, it's no different than somebody neck. sending me there to the, the oh, jungles. Oh, it's absolutely different. It's absolutely oh, different. You can blindly kill people <coughs> that you've never met, that you have no clue of, that in all your, all that you know might be non-existent. Like, they could just be figures someone's throwing at you. But when you are physically placing all of your strength and might on top right, of another that, human that, being... All right, all right. That is a little bit different, but... Not that much different than sending 17, 18-year-old boys over to get fucking shot when bamboo shoots in their goddamn legs or whatever. I'm not saying... Blown up and, you know, come on. Being someone who orchestrates that obviously is evil. Exactly. But also is being the one instrument that ended another man's they, life. But they're at a distance, so they don't care. It's not like that's what son. I was saying. That, that it's was like Donald argument. Trump never, never fucking went. You know, he never got drafted because he had a fucking what a spur in his knee. Come on, you probably know? put there by some prostitute. You know, he oh, begged to do paid it. Some doctor <laughs> to say that, you know. Oh, we could get in trouble for bringing his name onto this. Don't do that. I'm sorry, but I'm saying it's very much the same, same thing. Okay, so I'm going to pull us back to topic if I can. But, Nick, I do appreciate always when you share history of your life because it is at least a generation older than mine. I'll say. <laughs> yeah. But it's also something that I, <coughs> I could not imagine to experience and that I am fairly ignorant about. I was brought up in the American Legion. My father was a veteran. What does that mean, American uh, Legion? My father was the American Legion here, okay? What's an American Legion? That means uh, it's an organization that uh, um, embodies all the veterans from World War II and Korea and, you know, whatever. Okay. So they, they have a club called the American Legion, okay? okay. Where they can go and they can... So uh, they were smoke. established and respected. Yeah, they were respected. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys were, you know, ret- veterans of the... Of the what Europe does that era. say that I've never heard of it? Uh, and so I'm they, only 20 yeah, years younger than yeah. you. I mean, what does that say? 
Um, it, I the, don't the, know. The, the respect and I'm surprised your dad isn't part of it, you know, because he was a veteran. He could be part of the American Legion. I don't think or, my dad, or, or, I don't or think this he's, is the VFW, the, the Veterans of Foreign Wars, you know. I don't. They I, march in parades on on Veterans Day. They go to all the grave sites and put flags on the on on the graves, on Memorial Day. You know, but, I I I'm I'm curious to know if my father is actually associated with any of those because as far as I know, he's not. But hearing he what they stand he, for, yeah. I would like to believe they that got together when I was a kid. They got together, on, you know, uh, every Sunday and they played poker in the was that down, a small the, town, the like a Rotary Club, or well, it was the Legion, the, the Legion Hall. You know, there was a building that was the Legion, the American Legion Hall. Okay. And the whole building, and they would all gather there on Sunday. It was and all play, pretty and much yeah, disrespectfully and they, built. Towards. Yeah, and they would discuss. They would tell stories about their experiences in the war, and they would process it. You know, so like a therapy one, well, I remember session. one guy, uh, Milt like, Luckin. Uh, he was he was saying, "Oh man, I was in I was in uh, Germany or some fucking place, and he was in the mountains, and he played dead." And he was like stretched out, and and the German soldiers were walking over his hands with spiked boots because they were in the mountains, right? And they yeah. had spiked boots, and he couldn't move. He was just playing dead, and they walked on his hands, and he didn't and, and he react. didn't move, you know. And he that lived. was the only way he survived because otherwise they would have stuck him with a bayonet, you know, or some shit like that. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and so you know, when I was a kid, listening to these guys, but is well, that cowardly or is that? No, that's fucking trying to survive, trying to stay alive. But why wouldn't you try to kill them? Why would you go down? I'm not alive. No, because you had nobody. Stand up and there's, fight. There's, there's 50 German soldiers. What are you going to do? Get up and shoot them all? I could see other. Come on. I could see other servicemen saying that that was. I don't. I don't know. I'll take that back because I have no idea what other servicemen would say. You can't so imagine. The I retract fear. that. I retract that. that. Right. Redact it. Redact it. Imagine the fear. No, or imagine even what I would do in that situation, because I have no fucking clue. No. And these men either. were trained. They were there. They, and they were And the guys trained. who were on D-Day, who, who came in on shore, and they were, I mean, every, all their buddies were getting mowed down by machine gun, and, and they survived, and they're there, and they're drinking beers and smoking cigars and playing poker in the Legion Hall, and they're telling these stories, you know? And one guy goes, you know what? All right. I came in at the end of there and I shot down several of those guys and I took <coughs> down and I saved him. One guy goes, I just laid there. Yeah. And I let him yeah. step on me. Yeah. You think, well. I mean, everybody. In my had, mind, that's no, not. No, the Battle of the Bulge. You know, you the can what? Go, you, the Battle of the Bulge. The Battle of the Bulge? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Is that really a battle? Yes. I thought you were talking you about the thing about in your pants. No. No. Battle of the Bulge. Yeah. It's a for real thing? Yeah. All right, you tell me what you know. I'm going to Google it real quick. All right, the Battle of the Bulge. I mean, it was the middle of the winter, all right, in France. And the Germans were ahead of line, and we had to get into their line, okay? Okay. And um, these guys, it was 20 below zero, right? And this is in France, you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, up towards... And you're talking about American soldiers when American you're telling soldiers, the story. American soldiers, yeah. Okay. The misery that took place, I mean, because of the cold, right? They were so cold, right? Okay. <laughs> Does that, it gets that cold in France? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it's really cold. It's, he's lying to you. It's not cold in France. Oh, just so you know, young man, we are recording. Um, I didn't think, I didn't think that that would be as cold as Colorado. Like, when you say cold, what, what do you mean by cold? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm zero. Okay, so like Montana. 
Colt. Uh, yeah, Montana Colt. Okay. So we didn't send our soldiers over there prepared for that? Of course we did, but they didn't have the right, they didn't have warm jackets like they needed. I mean, you know. So we didn't really send them prepared? No, no. So, you know, it was a, it was a So the Battle of the Bulge. Have I mean, you ever there's heard of the Battle of the Bulge? There's a story about the Bulge. I thought that was a story about pants, but it's not about <laughs> pants. It's a real, it's yeah. a real war, your grandpa was telling me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real battle. It actually says the Battle of the Bulge. Also known as the Adrianist Counteroffensive, was the last major German offensive campaign during World War II. Yeah. Yeah. And December 16th, that's my second son's birthday, it went from December 16th, 1944 to January 25, 1945. Yeah. Can you imagine how cold that so was? So, what is the bulge? Is that just but at the, some the terrain? point at Christmas time, what's interesting is at Christmas time, the soldiers from the uh, American side and the English side hailed. The Germans on Christmas Day, and did Germans recognize Christmas? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Well, German I mean, they celebrate. killed all the Jews, no, so they, I don't know what. No, they celebrate Christmas. I mean, they don't. Uh, well, yeah, they didn't recognize Hanukkah. <laughs> oh, that okay. Jewish is Hanukkah. Right, okay, yeah, you're right, right. Right. But they got together, the Germans and the Americans, and they had a soccer, a soccer match. For Christmas? For Christmas, yeah. Did they, like, and stop they saw, killing they, they, each other for a day? They stopped killing each other for a Shut day. Shut up. Are you serious? I'm serious. I thought you were kidding. No. They really called a truce. They like, called a truce. I'll kill you after this game. Yeah. But not right now. Right. And they all shook hands, and they're all, like, hugging, and they're all, like, you know. Why couldn't the war end that way? I know. Why did we have to kill? Why? Because they're all young men, you know, twenty something. Right. And they're they're just together. Prime they have of their a, lives. They, they, made a, they had a soccer a soccer game, and, and you know, and then they go back the next day and they're like shooting at each they're other. They're trying to shoot to kill. Yeah. yeah. Shoot to protect. I I think. Well, but what war, were they protecting war, when they were in no, their territory? War is evil. They were over there. Their lives. War is evil. Well, but. Like your grandpa was telling me, he says that that war was fought for oil. In Vietnam. He, your grandpa says that if the war had come to his front door <coughs> when he lived at home, he would gladly pull up guns to defend his family. Absolutely. But you know what he did instead? Are you listening? Are you listening? No. I left the country. He left the country and he dodged the war. That's scary. Well, yeah, what was scary? I had, I had $100, $125 in my pocket, and I went all the way over You're to France. Scared. What was scary to your grandpa was that four of his friends died over in Vietnam for, like, no reason. And he's like, why do I have to, why should I go over there and die? Yeah. But also what he did was he did it in a very intelligent way. Very, I learned, I learned that if I registered for the draft... And in I left, another country. I left the country at 17 and I registered for the draft overseas. I could get out of the war. He would pretty much be the last person called. Right. So your grandpa was smart. He was scared. He was scared. Who doesn't fight for their country? Well, who wants to die for a war that's not theirs? <sighs> we weren't fighting because that country was trying to invade us. We were fighting because we wanted their oil. Yeah. Would you want to die for that? For oil? For, for oil for yeah. our country, yeah. Because some politicians, not, not some because senators someone, and congressmen yeah. had investments in oil 
all right, and they were sending our young men, like you, over no, to get I'm not killed. Me. I'm 14. Well, okay, whatever. Well, not far Four from more me. years. Four Is more your years. life as important as oil for everybody's car after you die? Yes. So you want to die? You would Even die though we found new ways that? to, we found new ways to make cars that we See, don't need. See, I want to die because I'm slick. Because you're what? <laughs> well, then you would have done what your grandpa did. He was slick. No, the way I he avoided went to war it, and shot everybody. Well, that's that's a good way to it's imagine it happening. But yeah, your but grandpa knew good friends who friends. actually died. Tell that to my friends. My dad, one of his friends was a medic. You know what a medic is, right? <sighs> They go out and yeah. fix people. And they're unarmed. He did not carry a gun with him. So he would go out on the war battlefield to help. They should have a pistol. He didn't no. want to carry one. No, medics don't carry nothing. They only carry medical supplies. Well, nowadays they do. No, they don't. I don't think they do. No. Nope. I think they only carry medical they're supplies. They're pacifists. They're not pacifists per se. It's just that their function <coughs> is to heal. Their value is they don't carry out a gun because they don't want to kill anybody. I don't know if that's their value. I would have to look that up. Their value, because that was your friend's value. You don't kill the Geneva Convention. Medics carry a personal weapon. The Geneva Convention says you play? do not kill medics. Mm-hmm. Well, the Geneva Convention says she doesn't kill them. It doesn't say the Geneva Convention says you don't carry a weapon. You have to remember, your, your grandpa's friend was what year, Nick? You were 16. 70, all right. So you were 16. Uh, I was 69. No. And that, 69, whatever that 19, rule is that he just read, could have very well been put into place after that. Or, Nick, he may have selected on his own to opt not to carry one because it was against his own well, personal that beliefs. That was against his personal beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that we send all of our medics out to the field unarmed, I hope. Mm. Wait, you can't shoot at a medic. medic. No, you're That's not what your grandpa just said. But if you're the enemy, are you going to follow the rules? But they shot him, all right, and then they chopped his face off and took his dog tags. Oh, come on. That was a bit extensive. We didn't need to. You oh, speaking of cutting that? off faces. What? How do you know that? Because I know his mother. Because that was, he was his, like, Wait, one shit, of his, why are you going to me? Because it, it affects your grandpa and it's But, still, yeah, who's going to follow the rules of the war? It still hurts. To... Well, that, that was the point of the Geneva impact or whatever you were talking about, Nick. They try to put rules into place yeah. during war, but I think we all know that when it comes down to war, the yeah, rules the are rules like... rules are retarded. It's bullshit. There's no you rules. can't have a war with Everybody rules. shoots everybody, everybody chops up everybody, everybody like... It's this. about chopping up. Yeah. This person, or these people versus these people. People were blown up, they were They burned. try to get them to like... <coughs> fair. A kind of fair. Like, yeah, you can't take our soldiers and rip their skin off and hang it up as flags. Like, they try to make it so that it's not horrible. But isn't killing each other but horrible yeah, anyway? They can carry weapons. Probably, like, that probably came into play after, like, World War Maybe II. after that. Or. What, Vietnam War? Yeah. That was, like, our most. I don't want to say most recent, because we had Gulf War, I but. Yeah, we had the war in Iraq, and we had the Gulf, which was the Gulf War. Was it the same thing? Yeah. Desert Storm? Or yeah. was there, has Desert there Storm. been some since? Desert Storm, and then there was a war in Afghanistan, right? Okay. So no, you do you what Grandpa did, right? You'd find somebody no, over in Italy that was like your family, and you'd be like, hey, I'm coming to stay with you one month before your birthday <laughs> so that you can no, get out free and clear? I'll buy a, a, you know, a rocket. 
and fly up to Mercury. Okay, Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> That's my plans when I'm older. That's my soul. between giving your life for your country and that. But I agreed with you in the beginning when you said, you know, for my country, for my freedom, yeah, I would do that. Yeah. Yeah, I would absolutely. Just, I mean, not all people kill people. Right? But if you knew you might die, would you say, yes, yeah. send me right now? Yeah. You want to be afraid of I mean, I'd be afraid, but I don't care. I mean, I'm a girl, so I'm kind of lucky because they don't call on girls until they've run out of all the men, right? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. But, yeah, I don't care. No, I think you care. I think you're just, but right if, now if you're safe. But if I got blown safe. up and dead, what, what would I have to do? Nothing. Okay, but if you got blown up and dead and if you did it because you were fighting so that your brothers and sisters or your mom and dad or maybe someday your own kids could have the freedoms you did, I personally could see how that might be worth it. Yeah. But if it was because President Trump wanted to only pay 50 cents for a gallon of oil, oh, no. I know, I might, I might not be as happy with that. Yeah. Like that wouldn't make me feel as good. Think about the guys in the USS uh, Arizona. Okay. Oh gosh, that was a long time ago. You gotta preface that, Nick. That's much older than him. It might even be older than me. USS, USS Arizona. Arizona in World War II in the Pacific Ocean. Definitely older. It than was me. sunk. All right. It was torpedoed or With something. So many men on board. Yeah, so many men on board. Like a nine hundred like, guys. Horrible. Okay. Water. They're all floating brains. around. They're all floating around Stop. after the ship sunk, and, and the sharks are eating them. As they're floating around. And what, is got, that, what is that goriness for? The that's guy. Not true. No, that's only partly yeah. true. No, it is. It is true. It is. What kind of sharks? Because Whatever sharks, sharks were in gray the sharks, ocean. Uh, tiger sharks? I don't gray know. But most don't of them have. were inside the Arizona, which is why it was a watery grave, a death, yeah, a horrible tragedy. They weren't out floating around I mean, like they were sunbathing. No, they were floating around because they were survivors. No. Oh, so they were trying to get away? They had, yeah. The ship sunk. But they survived. They're, they're they waiting to be. Eaten. They're waiting to be rescued. But while they're waiting to be rescued, the sharks are eating their comrades. My goodness, I think that just sounds right. terribly pessimistic. That's just. No, it's true. That happened. I. I were you there? No, I. I know the stories. Okay, I, what is the purpose of telling us this fact? Exactly. I'm just saying the, what sac the sacrifice. What sharks? Oh, you stop. He doesn't. Sharks, all right. He just knows sharks. One's in the salt water. I don't think I don't I don't think the guys I don't think the old old guys so. who have survived this cared what kind of sharks they were. They were eating, they were eating by their sharks. buddies. These okay? were things that scared your grandpa into signing up. Those are things like him saying they were eaten by sharks. He doesn't really know what kind of sharks, but the thought of a shark eating your body was enough for your grandpa was like, I don't want to do that. I mean, we could push him to get facts, and there probably are some out there. But the point is, if that you look was at what the USS Arizona, look it up. You'll you know, it. I saw the damn Pearl Harbor thing. Was that not Arizona? Was that a different no, ship? No, USS Arizona. Look at, I mean, look at that. I was looking at the Battle of the Bulge because, like I said, I thought it was your pants. 
Well, that was another battle. I mean, these guys were like monsters. They were like the best of, a, of all of us. And they were fighting against Nazis. You know, the worst of the worst of the worst. Well, you know what? At least that was a real war. Yeah, exactly. That was a real I war. I would have gone to that war. You were fighting evil people. Yeah, I would have gone to that. You weren't just fighting to get yeah, oil. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't going to go to Vietnam. That was World War II? Yeah, World War II. Yep. But you're too young. You weren't alive. No, my dad was there. Yeah, I know. My dad went in. My uncle no, went in. What affects, what affects your parents does affect you, I think. Except, what Nick, did, I he think... He didn't have to do We anything. just talked about D-Day yesterday or whatever yes, it was. But he what is, your dad didn't do much, except for... He was a radio man. He was yeah. a radio man. It doesn't he matter. Did, he didn't uh, have to be, you know, in exactly. the middle of it. Right. right, it doesn't matter if you did much. It's so why more does about... But think about the guys who went on the beach on D-Day. I just mean, if it affected your world... Even if you didn't do much, if it affected people you know, if people you knew died, yeah, their moms or dads, nobody's pissy at you. He is. All right, well, let's take him down. Let's push. Yeah, let's go. No. Yeah, no. Might not go over well on my podcast, but we can try. Okay, when I pull up the USS Arizona, all I get is memorial stuff. All right, let's see. USS Arizona was a Pennsylvania-class battleship built for the United States Navy in the mid-1910s. That was a long time ago. Named in honor of the 48th state's recent admission to the Union, the ship was second and last of the Pennsylvania's class of super dreadnought battleships. Let's see. I'm going to talk all about this. Arizona was hit by Japanese torpedo bombers during right. the attack on Pearl Harbor. I told you I watched Pearl Harbor, the movie Arizona. I knew I was right. On December 7th, 1941. Nick, what year were you born? 53. Okay, so you, not even born yet, obviously, but after one of their bombs detonated in a magazine. <coughs> wait, 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 that doesn't make sense. You have to remember, Wikipedia is written by people on the internet. It's not written by... All right, let's see what else it has to say. All right. Excuse me. So it was built in 1914. It was destroyed in 1941. Maybe it was a different. Uh, it might have been a different battleship. Let's right. see. No, I'm no, sorry. no. It's okay. It okay. After one of the bombs <sighs> detonated in a magazine, she exploded violently and sank with the loss of 1,177 officers and crewmen. Yeah. Wow. That many people wow. sank with that ship, died with that ship. Yeah. Like that's the ultimate horror movie to me. Yeah. Holy shit. I, no, 9-11 scares me. That's the scariest thing I've ever heard. Being in one of the towers that... Yes. Yeah. I, I think it's equally scary guys, to be I in a ship that's underwater. out of the top yeah. floor. You saw and, yeah. Yes. Yeah. On the news. Yeah, they had yes. photos of them. Yeah. We didn't know what they were People. at first because they just looked like specks like, floating down. And then when you and watched it, it longer, you realized Jumped. it was People. Some of them swan dived. Oh, Some of them did what is flips. Swan dive. Down and under. When you put your legs in Straight your to your arms death. Out, you put your arms oh, out and jump. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I can't imagine. I. That still brings oh, my chills God. to my arm. Oh. My mother called me. I'm on my way to work. I'm on my way to bring my kids to my mom, Nick. And my mom goes, Jody. Did you watch the news this morning? Huh. Well, I never watched the news. Yeah. And I said, no, Mom. And she goes, 
there are planes that have crashed into the Twin Towers. And I said, Mom, what the fuck are the Twin Towers? Yeah. I didn't know what they yeah. were, Nick. Yeah. I had no clue. <laughs> and she's like, Jody, she's like, they're in New York. You know, they're tall. She's like, it, it looks like somebody is attacking America. Yeah. And I was like, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, my mom's just a little cuckoo. She's taking yeah. things a little far. I dropped the kids off with her, and then I went to work. Yeah. And at my doctor's office, any computer that could pull up the internet had all of these pictures of these people jumping out of windows. Oh, God. Of the building crumbling. Yeah. Crumbling, crumbling, crumbling. It's just like... And I would agree, Orion. 9-11 is the closest terrorist act on the U.S. that I've ever been associated with. I wasn't alive for... The war that your grandpa ran from. I, my brother was in Desert Storm, but Desert Storm was in another country. You know, here, attack on American soil. But I promise you, my sisters, my, I know people who say that it was the United States that did it. Yeah, I know. What do you mean? Yeah, you know. Oh, he wasn't smart enough. (laughs) I don't think. I mean. Do you ever feel afraid now? And then the same day they went to the Pentagon. Oh yeah, they they had they had, like they had quite a few sets. targets. I give it to the I don't remember which flight it was. And that makes me sound ignorant, but Nick, what was the flight where they all stood up and fought against the terrorists and the plane and ended up going over down? Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was like passenger or yeah. flight something. Flight and then four one of them didn't get to land. And that's, yeah, they that's were the crashing. That's because. Crash. That's because everybody on board, they, tried said, they rebelled, one they guy, tried one guy said, they were like, you're not going to take out the Pentagon, yeah, you're not going to kill yeah, us people, gonna crash into Capitol. we'll kill you first. And they thing. got up and one guy said, let's do it, let's yeah, do it, let's said. do it. And, then and, and they all went, and they all died. That, Every single one of them died. But, but they are that. the only ones that died. If they had let yeah. the guy, if they had let the hijackers determine it, they would have landed in another building and they would have taken out all kinds of all other kinds of, uh, no. They all chose to die, to die instead as patriots. Of killing more people. Yeah. yeah. Nick, would you have done that or would yes, you have jumped out with I your... Would've, I would have done that. <laughs> no, <laughs> he might have had you run from the war. No. That doesn't it's, add a different, it's a different story. It, it would be a different situation, for sure. Running from the war, your grandpa was saving himself. If he was on board with other people, mm-hmm. I think your mindset's different. Because at that point, you realize if I die now, doesn't matter. Do, uh, what does matter? What does matter? I'm that I die put my anyway. hands up. I might as well die. I put my hands up and I agreed to their. Yeah. You know. No way. No. 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 Is this we're all going to die anyway? Let's do it. Take you out first, motherfucker. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what they did. Those are heroes. Those are heroes. I would have done that. We should probably watch that movie just so that we can pay some respect. <coughs> yeah. I mean, they actually have like transcripts from text messages and yeah, you know, relaying back you. and forth yeah, to yeah, loved yeah. ones. Hey, you know, I'm yeah. not gonna let him kill more people. We're gonna we're gonna take him yeah. down, kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. I think there's even a, a, a saying, "Let's go" or something like that. Oh, you mean like uh? <laughs> you like Mike? Word, like a slogan? Word, no, the last words <laughs> of the guy who said, let's do this, you know? Who headed up the... Yeah. 
All right, we are about at an hour, um, and our young guest here is listening to his own broadcasting while we're recording. So I'm going to go ahead and give this a bit of a pause, and we'll come back in just a minute to recap. Thanks for listening. Thanks for holding on, guys. I know that this is a little scatterbrained, and we've jumped from subject to subject. But I do have three of us in the room that would like to say goodbye, and thank you for listening. This is Jaded. I'm Jody. Uh, this is Nick. Uh, bye. Anonymous. You can be whatever. Anonymous. Peace out. Thanks for listening.